John chapter 5. John chapter 5. And we're going to start reading in verse 2. John chapter 5 verse 2. It says, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Praise the Lord. We're thankful for this story that uh, Jesus had shared, uh, telling us about this pool, uh, this pool there in uh, Bethesda, pool of Bethesda as we know it. We're thankful of what he shares with us about hope and about opportunity in, in these uh, short words. Uh, if you notice a couple of things here, we don't know... How we know how long the man had an infirmity in his life, 38 years. We don't know how many times or how often he actually went to this pool. But it certainly insinuates that he went there multiple times trying to get in to this water where he knew there was healing power. Now, I don't believe there was special, something special just in the water itself, but it was because of God being in the water that allowed that healing to take place. And, and God had a purpose and reason why he laid that out. There's probably been questions over the years. Well, why, why didn't the angel come more often? Or why, did, why didn't it just stay troubled and people could come? There's many questions could come out of this. But I say this. Thank God for the, those people that have went down and experienced it. They were praising his name for when he sent the angel to trouble the water. They were glad that it happened. Not at how often or maybe how few times. It was glad that it changed their life. And we see this man, though, that I, I, I believe had been coming for quite some time, made multiple attempts, and, and uh, there was a question asked, and that's the question that I'll ask you today. Will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? We want to look go at a couple of things here. First off, it uses the word impotent. And it, the definition of that is unable to take effective action and that describes this man here he the effective action that he wanted to take was get down in the troubled water when the angel come well he had that inability to do so somebody else would get down in front of him so impotent means unable to take effective action it means helpless or even powerless and i would say this to you today we are all by nature impotent people <laughs> We are all by nature impotent spiritually. There's a helplessness to us, a, a, a place of where we have no power 
where we have just limited ability here on this earth. It says this in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. We're limited of what we can do in this life. We can't earn our way to heaven. We can be a great individual. We can have a good moral character and standard in our life. Which are all good things. Uh, we could uh, use our money for the benefit of others, which is always good. We can do great things in this life, but we're still limited in what we can do. We cannot, by our works, make our way to heaven. We are powerless in our own ability. We're helpless within ourselves. We are, by nature, an impotent, spiritually individual. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot work our way to heaven. We are helpless to some extent. We are powerless to some extent. And if we're relying on ourselves, we are hopeless within ourselves. Now, it doesn't have to stay that way. And many of you here today have experienced what I'm about to say. But we don't have to stay there because God made a provision for you and I. He knew of our limited capabilities. He knew of our spiritual impotency. And so God provided His very own Son to come to this world, to die on the cross that Larry sung so eloquently about. And He died there and gave His life for you and I and for all those that would come to Him and those that would believe. God made a provision for our salvation. In 1 Corinthians, Paul said this in chapter 3. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our sure foundation. Jesus Christ gives us help in a time of need. Jesus Christ provides a way when there is no effective way on our own. Jesus Christ, the foundation, provides hope to all those that are hopeless on our own. Now this man had this infirmity for 38 years. Uh, uh, another uh, uh, fallacy or something we don't know anyway. Is the fact of what infirmity did he have? Did he have palsy? What was it that, call, that would keep him from going down into the troubled waters? We don't know exactly but we know it's certainly severe. And our... Impotency, our infirmity. Infirmity, let me tell you, share this with you. Infirmity is this. It's being feeble or frail, having weakness or disease-ridden. You might, like, might not like it, me putting it this way, but when you were born in this world, you were disease-ridden. And, and not by something maybe named the palsy or, or any of those things. But you were disease-ridden spiritually. We all were. Because of the fall of man and the sin of man, it brought sin into the world. We're born naturally into that sin. Because we're of man. We're of man and woman. So our nature is to sin. I've shared this before, but you that has kids and grandkids, or even nieces and nephews, you've seen at a very, very young age, their tendency to lie. 
I didn't eat that cookie. And they got chocolate all over their face. I didn't do this. And you see the path of destruction that was left behind. Because it's in our nature when we come in this world to sin. Now that at a very young age, they don't know what they're doing exactly, but they know the truth might not set them free necessarily. <laughs> they don't understand that just yet. It's in our nature. And we are disease-ridden spiritually when we're born into this world. And this man that had whatever this infirmity was, this weakness, uh, 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 this feebleness in his body, uh, the disease or whatever it was, he's had it for 38 years. And now an opportunity has come. I believe he's got belief and faith in his heart or else he wouldn't be there at the pool. I, he had faith and belief, to, and he thought within his head and his heart, man, if I can just get down into that water, when it, the angel comes and travels it, when God shows up, if I can get there, I can be healed as well. I believe that's what faith got him there. Or something got you here to this sanctuary this morning. God's positioned you and placed you here for a purpose and reason. To hear all that you've heard so far. And to let that penetrate into your heart. Now you can sit there and say, well, I just come. I just, um, you know, I don't want to learn anything. I don't want to hear anything. I, but boy, God can take a testimony like that of David's. Or, or he can take a song that was sung by Brother Larry. Or he could take even these words today. Nothing in me, but it's all from heaven today. And he can take those things if you'll just allow him to penetrate your heart. There's good things that will happen. I promise you there's good things that will happen. So this man obviously had faith and belief. He had this infirmity a long, long time. It was something that kept him from getting into the pool when it became troubled. And Jesus came and... Guess what Jesus asked him? Will thou be made whole? What a foolish question. <laughs> Think about the circumstances here. 38 years. He can't get around. Jesus knows his heart and sees some faith and belief in him. And he's wanting to get down there and he's wanting to get healed. And Jesus asked him, Will thou be made whole? Seems like a foolish question. Now, anything Jesus said or did was not foolish. But let me ask you. I just laid out for you that by nature, when we're coming to this world, we're disease-ridden spiritually. We're sinners. I've said to you that we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We're imperfect human beings. And you're here today without Christ. You've never received the provision that God made for your sin nature, which is Jesus Christ, His Son. And I'll ask you, will thou be made whole? You want to be made whole from this disease that you have? This sin sickness you have? You want to go to heaven? I think deep down everybody wants to 
you got a choice of heaven or hell. You want to go to heaven. God's made a provision for you. But in your natural born state, we're sinners. And I asked you that question that Jesus asked this man. Will thou be made whole? Questions been asked by invitations billions and billions of times. Without mostly no response. So maybe not such a foolish question. Because you've been asked the same question. Won't you be made whole from this sin sickness? Wouldn't you like to be saved from your sin? Wouldn't you like to have peace that passeth all understanding? Wouldn't you like to know a God that provides all comfort to you? Wouldn't you like to go to a place that is not seen by mortal man or anything is heard by mortal ear? That's laid out as streets of gold and pearly gates, the jasper walls, the pure river of life that's going to be there, the beauty and all the things that we can even imagine further than we can even see or we can imagine today. It's going to be in heaven. And our Lord and Savior is going to be there. It said there'll be no night there, for it'll be day. It'll be lit, praise God, by the Lamb of God. It said there'll be no sickness, no sorrow, no pain, no death over there. Do you want to go there? It's not a foolish question today. Will thou be made whole? God has made a way for you to be made whole today from this sin sickness. And He will cover you. He'll wash you. He'll cleanse you today. And He'll put you on that solid foundation, on that firm path that lights the way to Him. He'll do that for you today. It wasn't a foolish question that Jesus was asking. Of course, the man wanted to be made whole. Do you want to be made whole today? We think of this man and the debilitating sickness or disease that he had. And our thoughts this morning also went to a woman that had some sort of disease that said it was an issue of blood. She had it for 12 years. She tried, I think, in all ways that she could, spent all that she had. Went to many physicians, except for the great physician. <laughs> In 12 years, she, I can imagine how frail this individual looked. I can only imagine how weak that she was. The issue of blood literally was blood flowing from her body. That goes on long enough, that's going to that's gonna kill you. And now it's already drained her. But she had heard of Jesus, said if I, she had the faith and belief, if I can just go and touch the hem of his garment, that's all I need to do. So that I can be made whole. And as he was passing by, praise the Lord, she reached out and she touched the hem of his garment. And immediately, the issue of blood stopped. The disease was gone. That's how instantaneous salvation is. Will thou be made whole? It can be instantaneous. Because Jesus is passing by this morning. This man had an infirmity. This woman I just talked about had an infirmity. 
They had issues. They had issues. And maybe you here today, you have an issue. A condition that is draining your life. It could be an issue of finances. It may be an issue of health. It could be an issue of your mind or emotions. It could be an issue of marriage. Maybe something is just out of order and out of sync. Maybe something is dying within you. Something is draining you. Maybe even killing you. Your issue today, it could be pornography. Your issue could be drugs. Your issue could be alcohol. Your issue may be fornication or adultery. Your issue may be jealousy or anger or unforgiveness. Your issue may be pride or criticism or rebellion or prejudice. Uh, your uh, issue may be many things. It may have many names to it. Whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, the great physician is passing by today. Praise God. And he'll deliver you from whatever is draining you. He has the power to do that. We are powerless. He has all power. Jesus is willing to save. Jesus is willing to heal your sin sickness. Just as he did the impotent man. Just as he did the woman with the issue of blood. But I'm going to tell you something that you have that these two examples had as well. They had a free choice. It was a free will. If Larry has got an invitation song maybe or something he could sing, we'd ask him to come and get that ready. Because it says in Revelation chapter 2, and whosoever will. Whosoever, that's any of you, that's me, that's all the seven point some billion people in the world, whosoever will. He gave us a mind and a heart to be free will, to give free will, to make choices, to make decisions. And whosoever will, whosoever is willing, he says, let him come and take of the water of life freely. There's a choice being provided to you right now. The man with the infirmity, 38 years, he had a choice. As I said, the story illustrates that he had attempted multiple times to try to get in the water when the water's troubled. He said, somebody gets in ahead of me. I, I can't get in there. But yet he had a choice to come this particular day. He had a free will. He could have said, you know what? I've tried it. It didn't work. I'm not going to do it. But he didn't. He said, I'm going. I'm going to try again. The woman with the issue of blood. She, she could have just given up after all that she had been through for 12 years. And somebody could have went and told her, said, hey, Jesus is passing by. Just, there's something to this man. Well, she had a decision to make. It was her free will and free choice of whether she would really go and try to fight through a crowd that was there or whether she'd just say, forget him. And if she would have forgotten about it and wouldn't have made any effort... If her answer was no that day, she would have died. No question, at some point she was going to die. Man with the infirmity, if he would have said no that day, he would have never been healed. 
You've got a choice to make right now. God's asking you. He's asking all of you. But first off, you that are sin sick, you that are without Christ, you that have fallen away from God and drifted back out into the world. You're going to say yes or are you going to say no? You've got a decision to make. God was willing to heal the man. God was willing to heal the woman. (laughs) They were willing participants. And Jesus Christ changed their life. Jesus will change your life. He'll change your eternal destination. Because the man said, yes, I want to be healed. And Jesus said, well, rise, take up thy bed. And he did immediately. Just as the woman, I said, she was healed immediately. Jesus can save you immediately. Jesus can help your whatever circumstances you're in that is draining you in your life. He can help you in those circumstances if you allow him to help you. If you can stand, we'd ask you to stand.